What up, what up? How's it going, everybody? We're back with another smoke session with the man, the myth, the legend, Ricky Williams. And uh, for everyone who didn't watch, uh, last week I went to the Hall of Flowers and I got hooked up with a bunch of Heisman swag. And I'm actually smoking on some Heisman goodies right now. I'm about to spark up the halftime Ken Jiffy Jr. Everyone in the chat, make sure you throw in what you guys are smoking on. And what up, Ricky? Thanks for uh, joining us again. Yeah, I just finished smoking on um on an uh, uh, old school OG. You know, I'm really okay. I'm really on this kick of of really like going back to the old school strains and like training my palate because all of the hot stuff out there right now, all of it was crossed from you know a, a couple like root strains. Oh yeah, you know, and I think to to really appreciate the, the like the variety that's out there right now, I'm going back to like those old school strains what was it what uh what strain were you smoking um it was just a classic og nice. you know that that classic gas and because you know that it like learning more about about the the culture i realized that different parts of the country you know different genetics became popular and a lot of yeah. that is related to if you travel around the country you'll see you go to new york and people are just like moving much like faster you know so want that power diesel, exactly right? exactly see <laughs> see right you go to florida it's, it's a different vibe and i think for a long time in in la especially southern california the like those heavy ogs that just like oh, yeah just chill you the fuck out you know like yeah the real gassy stuff too the gassier the better exactly exactly yeah so i mean um, i mean you were at the hall of flowers um was it two weeks ago now i was there too everybody who i was talking to it was always you like fruity or you like gassy because everyone knows like some people may not like both i like yeah. both but i'm from socal so you know i'm usually going for the gassy first yeah and this this is like as i'm learning more you know i think we're going to move away from indica sativa hybrid and i think we're going to move closer to fruity gassy floral i call herbal uh or earthy you know, yeah. And what they're finding is there's a very close correlation between how a lot of people it, it express how something makes them feel to their ability to identify the smells and the flavor. So it's it's fascinating. Yeah, definitely. And it's funny. So my friend Bogard from the GMM network, he's like, man, everybody in New York, he was like, I feel like a New York guy could go into a dispensary sit there for like 30 minutes look at all 40 different strains you know and then i need that sour diesel just give me exactly. that sour diesel <laughs> exactly because you know you know what you're gonna get you know you know you know yeah. that effect and i think that's where it's coming where people will know i think like we're even thinking about changing our packaging you know because right well you know still playing with the pre-game halftime and post-game but really leading with the flavors you know right because right. you know our whole idea as a brand we don't grow we're not cultivators but uh, we're connoisseurs and everybody wants me to smoke their flower. Everybody's like trying to get me the oh, yeah. stuff. And so I'm saying as a brand, like, you know, if you're messing with Heisman, you know, we like, we, we can share the best stuff with you and, and, and talk to you about it. And so like, you know, right now something fruity might be hot. We, we might find something fruity, but it's very different in the ability oh, yeah. to, to like share with people, you know, this is our variety of fruity. This is our, the different kind of gases. Yeah. And especially for, I mean, just the people who are kind of novices to this. I mean, you grew up, you know, on this, I grew up on it, but a lot of people may just be getting into it now that it's legal and the stigma isn't there and they're going to need some guidance like that. 
And to me, you know, I've been talking to the guys about everything we do really elevating the conversation because if if you're just talking about getting high generally, it's a different conversation when you're saying like how would you like to feel? Right. You know, my and this is simplifying it, but but it's it's how it makes sense to me. So I think like weed cannabis is just aromatherapy when you're high. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the terpenes and the in the cannabinoids, right? Cannabinoids yeah. get you high and the terpenes like direct the mood, the feeling, the experience. Yeah. yeah. And I'm glad that everyone puts such an emphasis on the terpenes because for the longest time, I mean, nobody really cared about that. No one really knew what it was. And then the dabs start getting real popular and like the terps are the big thing that people are talking about. And now that's carrying over to the flower to where people are caring about knowing what kind of terps are in there. And I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the idea of concentrates is, you know, you're, you're taking the flower and you're just getting the essence out of it. Oh yeah. But the essence comes from the flower. And so I think the appreciation of concentrate are leading people back to have a better appreciation for what quality flower is because, you know, I took this um, this class, the Ganjier course, and they give us, you know, like jeweler's loops. <clears throat> and I have a microscope too. But when you can really like focus in and look at the, the flower, you can see the quality because they're the little, these the glistening, beautiful trichome heads. Yeah. You know, and, and like that's where the cannabinoids, that's where the terpenes are. So if you're looking at the flower and you see a bunch of those heads and they're fat and there's a lot of them, you know, this is quality flower. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that Because, I mean, for the longest time, it was like, that's why people bought the High Times magazines. You know, like they were the only one who were really going super, super up close to where you can see. I mean, those little diamonds is what they look like. Just this. I love it. I love it. So I'm glad that that's, you know, what everything is turning into. And uh, David Hess is up in here. What up, bro? And he literally just asked about that. He said, how was the Gangier class? I mean, it was it was next level. I mean, it it was kind of, you know, I've traveled around the world and done like a lot of like lived in a in a spiritual retreat and done a lot of that stuff. If it had a a feel of that to it, because, you know, a lot of the professors or the the instructors in the program are old school. And Mm -hmm. so it's like it's not just the curriculum, but it's the stories they tell that help give you the the historical context of like how we got here, you know, and it's mixed in with with learning how to truly appreciate quality in the flower. So it's I mean, it's it's a great experience and I, I would suggest it to anyone. Yeah, that's awesome. I saw you talking about it on Instagram and then wasn't really sure what it was. And then we we're at the Hall of Flowers getting to hear more about it and stuff. Uh really cool yeah and how was the hall of flowers for your experience i mean for me i mean i'm walking around you know i'm going to all the booths i mean i'm sure when you were there you guys were like the most popular booth everyone was trying to play madden against you right i mean yeah you know we keep it easy for me i walk around people give me free weed i sit down (laughs) and play madden it's smoke weed (laughs) smoke weed exactly it's a good life it's It's awesome Yeah, it was great. So, I mean, I was getting to tell everybody that I had a YouTube channel. I'm going to be doing all these strain reviews. I felt like a celebrity within there because everyone's like, oh, you're going to put this on YouTube. Let me give you like, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. And man, it was crazy. I had like 10 or 15 bags. It was so much. I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to make it back to Vegas with all this. Yeah, that's usually that's that's usually the issue with Hall of Flowers. But it's (laughs) it's a great event. You know, it's it's worth it. You know, it's worth the investment of time and resources because. It's just a special event where everyone is proud and showing off their stuff. You know, it's just it's just cool to to 
it's just a really cool experience yeah and one of my friends he was like are you gonna like bullshit the reviews like and say something's good even if it's not and i was like i don't even think that's gonna be an issue because literally everything that i got there was fire it was yeah. just all different variations some was fruity some was gas some was concentrate some were cartridges yeah you know that's interesting in the in the this is really what we focused on a lot in the Ganjie program is so we sit at a table and we'd all have a sample of the same like batch. Okay. Yeah. But we all have like a little nug. And the first thing we do is visual. So we look at it, you know, and then we take our little loops and we look really close and like we go through step by step in this process of looking at, you know, like how densely packed are the trichome heads. Okay. How many of the trichome heads are, have fallen off so when you look closely you see on the plant there's a stock with the little trichome head on top right and the trichome head sometimes if it's not handled well okay just natural handling the trichome heads like fruit on, that's what it is the trichome yeah. heads are the fruit and the stock is like the vine and so when if the fruit of the if the tree is shaking too much okay then the the fruit falls off and you, you can't use it so when you go through like piece by piece and you really examine it like that, qual quality jumps out, you know, because quality is not just the quality of how it's cultivated. It's the quality of how is it handled in the line of custody? You know, is yeah. it thrown in a machine to be trimmed? Is it hand trimmed? Like how much care is taken along and the quality, if it's taken care of along the process, it comes through in the final product. Hell yeah. That's awesome. And what up, David P? He said, this Get High 101 class isn't costing me extra, right? <laughs> oh, man, I love it. Thanks, David, for always supporting with uh, with everything that I'm doing. Appreciate you guys. And if anyone has a question for Ricky, just make sure you throw it in um, as a super chat. And I got something cool here that uh, we're going to announce for the first time. So I do uh, jersey giveaways, signed jersey giveaways every single month for people who are signed up um, in the in the 420 crew on Patreon and in different places. And uh, this month, we're going to be doing the Ricky Williams signed jersey. We got the green joint. And uh, so we're going to be doing this at the end of the month. So if you're not subscribed on Patreon, go get subscribed now. I put the link there patreon.com slash ff hustler 420 and then don't forget any super chats that you give you get one entry uh per dollar um on the super chat so go ahead and throw those in and we'll get those added in to the giveaways and one other thing that we got a shout out we got a shout out our man Stu. So Stu hasn't been doing too well uh, lately. He's uh, been recently diagnosed with cancer. He's uh, he's in Texas. Super big fan of you, Ricky. But um, he's uh, he's been supporting this channel forever. And he is his buddy Mark is put put together a GoFundMe. So I put the link in the chat for everybody right now. Uh, the GoFundMe is not even for Stu himself. It's to get his mom's house all fixed up things that he can't do necessarily, but he's going to be moving to uh, a long-term care facility. He said um, it's probably going to be there a couple months, but got a shout out Stu. make sure um, you know that we're all rooting for you, dude. And um, the GoFundMe is in the link right now, even if it's 10 or $20, you know, throw something in. I think they've raised about 3000 of the $5,000 goal, but we got to take care of his moms. Got to, got to do it. That is so cool. Yeah, so shout out a couple things there. And uh, let's see. And what else we got to talk about? We got to talk about astrology and fantasy football. I, I went through 
We got all the top 10 players, every single position for the last 10 years. The, the position I want to talk about first is the QBs. They're getting more important to fantasy football. It's crazy. They're the most important position in the NFL. But in fantasy football, for the longest time, it was one of the least important uh, positions because there's so many good ones. It almost didn't matter who you have. But now a lot of these teams, you play two quarterbacks on them. So it's getting a little bit more important than it's ever been. Now, I don't have any visuals for you guys. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna create some small stuff um, real soon here for social media. But we're basing this all off of, you know, the signs, at least of where they are, where their birthday lies. And guys like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, they kind of tip the scale. But the Leos of the last 10 years, that's been the big sign. And then we got Sagittarius, Capricorn, and Taurus. Those are like the four big signs for these QBs who are having top 10 uh, seasons. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting because for me, this whole project is really a research project, you know, is because the type of astrology I do is more like psychological talking to people. It's not really performance based, but I know enough astrology that if I get enough data that I can find patterns. Okay. And so it's, you know, Sun sign astrology is is helpful, is very useful, but for doing research, it's it's not very accurate because there's only 12 categories, you know? And so, you know, and there's what 30 30 teams in the NFL? 32 now, yeah. 32 teams, yeah. So, you know, it's tricky. But but we can learn from the patterns, you know, and, and when you're saying that, thing that comes to mind is even if you don't know a lot of astrology, you can understand like a style, a style of quarterback. Okay. You can understand a style of quarterback based on astrology. And so Leo and Sagittarius in astrology, we call fire signs because, so these are going to be quarterbacks that are going to be more risk takers. You know, they're going to, they're going to light up the scoreboard. They're going to go for, they're going to be able to pull the trigger, you know? So these are the ones that are going to be tend to have the, the, the bigger, larger kinds of games okay but the nature of fire is fire can flare up okay but then it can be put out so you know it's either on or off so so again so if you're i think of streaky streaky you know leos and sages they're streaky so if they're if they're on fire you know if they're on fire great if they're in a slump you know right like Russell Wilson, right? At the end of last season, kind of after he got hurt, he kind of was in a slump. And when right. you're watching him, you felt like there was no fire. It was just was like, damn. But when yeah. he's on, right, the fire is it's great, right? And then the, the next Capricorn and Capricorn and Taurus, okay, are Earth signs, okay? Earth signs are more reliable, okay? More reliable, more practical, okay? So for Earth signs just a general thinking is if there's a solid game plan. Okay. So this is for individual games. If there's a solid game plan, earth signs are going to do extremely well. Okay. Fire signs game plan helps. Okay. Cause it gives them some structure, but two structure of you have to follow the rules for fire is not going to work so well. Okay. Hmm. So for earth quarterbacks, Taurus Capricorn, you know, in general, in the course of a, of a season, you know, before the draft is like how like how confident are you in the offensive coordinator? 
Okay. Does the offensive coordinator have a reputation for putting together solid game plans? Okay. Yeah. Right. And also you want to urge signs, I think, of the, the tools around the quarterback. Fire sign quarterbacks have they have enough to they can make it go without necessarily all the tools because they're dynamic. Obviously, tools are gonna make everyone better, but you have a Capricorn, Taurus quarterback, Earth quarterbacks. If they don't have tools, you know, it's not, they're operators. Okay. They're not they're not gonna be as, as flashy. Right. Crazy. And so the Taurus, um, that there was only four QBs who were there, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Alex Smith, and Blake Bortles. Yep. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, you know, Taurus especially, um, Taurus can be, Taurus can be streaky. You know, I think of like Taurus is, is like a, a Taurus quarterback or the player in general, but a Taurus quarterback and Cam Newton is, is what's making me think about this when they're comfortable. Okay. Right. They're unstoppable. Yeah. Okay? When they're, when they like have that comfortable fit, like when 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 Cam took the Panthers to the Super Bowl, like mm-hmm. they just had they had it they had a system down, you yeah. know the way they were running they had it down everything and was clicking exactly. But then you see you put him in in a, you know a more complex system like when he went to the Patriots and in, in a new team where you, people don't know you and appreciate you when it's uncomfortable you know he's gonna struggle and it was mm-hmm. funny I, I was i remember last season when he went back to to carolina and he had mm-hmm. that early success i like knowing he's a tourist i was like yeah he's he's comfortable right he's back home yeah you know that feeling of like when you're at home because sometimes tourists it, it it gets stuck it gets too comfortable you know that's like the downside of tourists it can get too comfortable mm-hmm. you know sometimes you're like with your girl and you've been with a girl for like a long time and just kind of getting like too comfortable where it's getting kind of boring you know and then you like you go on a trip and you you just are away and you like people don't understand you and you miss that comfort and you feel awkward you can't wait to get home right you can't (laughs) when you get home right you give honey a big hug right it's like uh, like the comfort and the familiarity like uh, you appreciate it more because you've been in a place where you didn't have that yeah yeah and it's crazy. So even that, I mean, that that applies directly to Matt Ryan because it's like they kept going through different offensive coordinators and it was like the second year that he had that OC. He's killing it. And then, you know, that OC goes and gets a job somewhere. It's a new OC and then he sucks, yes. you know, for that year. He was always like top 10 or like bottom, you know, bottom 10. Um, and there was like no in between. So that, that makes a lot of sense with him. Well, yeah, that's see, this is what ex- excites me. The back and forth conversations of like, you know, I can share like what I know you share what you know, and together we, you know, we, we can piece, we can piece this together. Yeah. So I'm really curious, like a guy like Matt Ryan now going into a brand new system with the Colts, even though the Colts seem to have a really, really good system, you know, in play that he does make me a little bit nervous, but everyone's so off him that he might be a good value for where you might be able to pick him in the fantasy league. Yeah. So, you know, it, to look, I, the thing that, that I'm curious about is how similar, right. Is the new system he's in to where he was last year. Okay. Okay. And also to look and say, you know, if through many of the offensive coordinators that he's had in the past, is it, is this current system similar to any of those systems? And if they are, how did he do in that system? Because it's always the Shanahan systems. That's where he really killed it. Like, I mean, it was Shanahan, you know, that was his MVP year, the year that they lost the uh, the Super Bowl and all that. And 
who is this? So it's Nick Sirianni. I know he was with the Eagles. Bogard, the guy at the GMM network. He, he's the guy who knows all these systems inside and out. So we're going to have to, uh, and Bogard, if you're around, maybe let me shoot you the link and you can get on here for a yeah. few minutes. And because I'm telling it. you, the thing that people probably, I think, underestimate a lot is, is the fit with the system. Right. That's huge. You know? If, if a, you can take an average quarterback and you find the right system for him, meaning the system that utilizes his specific abilities, oh, right, he's going to be good. You take a yeah. great quarterback, but you put him like you take Tom Brady and you, you, you know, put him in a, in a system where they expect the quarterback to run, right? Um, that's not going to work. Right. It's not going to work. And no one would be that stupid, but. Yeah, like we were talking about the Capricorns, Lamar Jackson is one of those ones there. I mean, Harbaugh's the man, you know, just creating a, a perfect system for him to like get in and work through him and really just highlights everything that he does good. And then you go back to like Vince Young, you know, and like they let him cook a little bit rookie year, but then it's like a big fight to like get to like change his style. Yeah. Really didn't understand that. It was like a waste yeah. of a career. Yeah. A, a Taurus, a, you're not going to change it. You're not going to change a Taurus. You know, you're not, it's fixed earth. You're not going to change your tours. You kind of have to, it's not baby them, but you do have to keep them comfortable. And if you do, right, I think it's like Taurus is, is represented by the cow, you know, okay. and it's like a, it's like a bull, right? With some image of the bull is, you know, he's got like smoke coming out of his nose and he's charging. Okay. That's what happens when they're not comfortable, but a bull is just a male cow, right? They're in the, they're in the pasture chilling, you know? <laughs> They got access to the heifers. They got access to the grass. <laughs> they're comfortable. They're good, right? They're gonna they're gonna do their job, okay, right? But you piss them off, okay? Or you mess with their heifers, <laughs> mess with their grass, right? They're gonna come get you, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. All right, so the next three signs that we got on here. So the Virgo, they they took up nine percent. Aquarius's took up 9% and Pisces took up 6%. So, I mean, the Virgos, um, it's Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Andrew Luck, and then the Aquariuses, we got Stafford, RG3, Nick Foles, and then the Pisces, Justin Herbert on the come up, and then uh, Big Ben was there for four out of these 10 years. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, because in astrology, we organize the signs by what we call the elements, fire, earth, air, and water. And we, I pointed out the fire signs and the next we had earth. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and the Aquarius, the Virgo is another earth sign. So we see fire and earth predominant. Okay. And then we, we see Aquarius is an air sign. That's the first air sign, the only air sign. And then we get Pisces, which is a water sign. Okay. Yeah. And the nature of air and water. Okay. Is that they're changeable. Okay. Right. The air is always, is you know, blowing with the wind, blowing with the wind. Um, and water, you know, water and astrology is connected to the emotions. Okay. Emotions. So the na nature of air and water is they're less stable. Okay. And so yeah. we see less, less of this kind of energy in the quarterback position. Okay. Um, so first the thing about Virgo, Virgo is all is all about getting better. Okay. So you can expect a Virgo to improve over the course of a season. You can expect the Virgo quarterbacks to have the, the greatest ability to bounce back from a bad game. Because Virgo is really about attention to detail, learning from one's mistakes. Attention to detail, learning. You know, Virgos typically are coachable. Okay. So, and again, it, it's an earth sign. So if they're in a good system, you know, that makes it easy for them to improve. 
Okay. Yeah. Virgil quarterbacks, it's really about the relationship with their coach. And I think Andy Reid and, and Mahomes, a great, a great example of that. You know, sure. when, when I came out, uh, when I came out of the, of college, um, the Eagles had the second pick and Andy Reid was the coach of the Eagles at the time. And I wanted to be an Eagle so bad, not because of Philadelphia so much, but because I wanted to play in his offense. He's just yeah. an, his offensive genius. Oh yeah. 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 Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reed. I mean, we we've seen Patrick Mahomes go through his little, his little dips of not being great, but it seems like he's always just great, but he's always seemed to bounce back. I mean, same with Watson. I mean, tearing his ACL as a rookie and then coming back. We'll see how he bounces back after this big witch hunt um, that they've been on for like a year. And, um, yeah, and then Stafford, I mean, he's the, he's the Aquarius, you know, here. I mean, seven out of the ten years, uh, he was in the top ten. And yeah. for him, yeah. I mean, I guess it didn't matter, system to system. I mean, See, this is this is the thing about air, right? Air has the ability to change and, and, and adapt, you know? And, I and you know, I think of Aquarius, you know? Aquarius is, is the part of, is about being unique, being different. You know, and, and I, I, I equate this to finding your, your tribe, finding your people, you know, and, and who knows, maybe I'm just making this up, but my sense is coming out to California where everybody, Southern California, where everyone's kind of a weirdo and you're more encouraged to be like, <laughs> to be, your, to be yourself and you know, yep. there's more freedom. And also we came to a team that had a lot of like personalities, you know? So right. it was, everything wasn't a, revolving around him. He got to be more himself and find his place. You know? Yeah. So I think that's important for Aquarian qu quarterbacks is like they have to feel like they can be themselves and that they've like they found their their people. You know? Yeah. And staff and they're given freedom. And I think also they say they need to be given freedom. Right. To, like, for instance, freedom to make audibles, freedom to express their uniqueness in from that position. You take an Aquarius and you try to like overly coach him or put him in a box it, it's not going to work. When Sean McVay, even though he's young, and uh, I mean, me and him are the same age, but you know, compared to all the other coaches, he's a youngster for sure. I, I wonder if that's something that he already knows that there's certain guys you may have to micromanage, and other guys you just give them the reins. But I mean, when when they both got together and they're just talking about how how much the relationship just seemed like it was going to work, and this is in the preseason before I mean before the preseason, I, I just feel like that that had to be something huge for them, knowing that they could trust each other. Yeah, you know, a big thing about Aquarius is Aquarius tends to develop later because it's about learning, like, who you really are. And that takes time, you know, because we think we're this and we try to be that and it works or it doesn't. And then we try, then I, you know, it takes time. And I think, you know, Detroit probably was a great opportunity for him to figure things out. And it's like, he figured out who he was and he got the opportunity and he, and he killed it. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, that was the one guy, no matter what, no matter how bad the Lions were, Matt Stafford was always good for fantasy football. So, I mean, amongst the fantasy community, I mean, there's always people that love him. And uh, if you're a Detroit Lions fan, as a fantasy football guy, you're really trying to get Matt Stafford because that was the only good piece of that team for the longest time. Yeah, and then Pisces, you know, Pisces is a – we think of Pisces as a spiritual sign. And so the – the way I would relate it to, to sports is like magic, you know, some players just have something like that just captures your imagination. Okay. It's like, you know, I think the way it, we see this in sports when we talk about a fairy tale team. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like he's got that kind of feel. Yeah. You know? Like he, like 
again, he can capture his teammates. He can capture people's imagination. So I think for that reason, he's going to have these, these magical, these crazy experiences, you know? Right. But also if, if I'm being, you know, <laughs> it, you know, like, and again, this is just me sharing like Pisces and I don't know the rest of his chart, but Pisces by itself is magical. But sometimes, you know, it's like, sometimes you wake up and you feel like, ah, I got the magic. Okay. It's there. Okay. But sometimes you wake up and you're like, it's not there. You know, it's not there. Okay. So Pisces is magical, but it's not always there. You know, everything has to be right for the magic to be there. And if, and so, you know, if, if they have that chemistry, I think a Pisces quarterback, right. If, if they're like, they're streaky kind of, you know, like if they have that chemistry and there's the, you can feel the magic, go for it. But if you feel like uh, something's off, like don't, you know, there's only two Pisces on this list, Justin Herbert and Big Ben. And everything you're saying like matches Big Ben to a T. Cause like Big Ben goes on the road, it's all bad. Like Big yeah. Ben at home, it is all good. Like yeah. he was the most like streaky player of uh, maybe of any NFL quarterback. Cause like when he went on the road, more often than not, it was not going to be a great game, at least not for fantasy. You know, they're going to go out and win. But, you know, for fantasy, we care about him putting up the stats, you know, and. They get real conservative when they go on the road always. And yeah. Yeah. Big Ben's so streaky. Wow. Interesting. So, cause to me, like that's more of, um, and maybe it's, you know, he scared him off early in his career on the road. And then they just, that just became part of their personality, but that's part of the problem. You know, if they go conservative and that's not his, like that's, you can't be conservative and magical at the same time. Right. You know, you can't. You can't. And so right. I'd say if I had a Pisces quarterback, like it might be scary, but you just got to like, you know, give them space to like do their magic. Give them structure, but you also have to leave a little wiggle room for them to do their thing. Yeah, and it's crazy because Justin Herbert, I mean, he's shown nothing but magic, you know, in his first couple years looking like the most promising QB like ever, you know, at least stats wise. Cause like Mahomes, he comes out MVP year, year one and make it to the super bowl in year two. And he wins. I mean, that's probably like one of the best like team QBs, yeah. you know, around, but as far yeah. as like fantasy football goes yeah. and like a guy just putting up crazy amount of stats, I think Herbert has more promise than any QB ever. Um, yeah. At least right now. Yeah. You know, I think of something you mentioned earlier, about when with uh, about Matt Ryan that these quarterbacks when they lose their coaches, you know, yeah. like how did how do they respond? You know, because I guess that's something that's more important before the season when you're thinking of before the draft. You know, kind of thinking of like what direction you want to go at the quarterback position. Yeah, and so it was good that. I mean, at least as a rookie, he outgrew those um, those uh, those coaches and they got in a new regime because it seems like that regime is going to be there for at least a few years of him. So you shouldn't have to deal with losing a coach, getting a brand new coach, unless they make it to the Super Bowl in there. You know, the OC gets a job as a head coach or something. But yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of the times in, in the life of Pisces is not across the board, but in a sense, they have to deal with loss. And like the quality of the Pisces life is their ability to deal with loss. You know, how some people, they lose something and they, they, and they, they don't, it's not just lip service, but they say everything happens for a reason. You know, when one door closes, another opens, it's yeah. real. And people that like can embrace Pisces that can embrace that, 
okay right it keeps the magic on okay it keeps the magic on but ones that are you know we try to hold on to things and they're trying to go away and we're just pissed off and we're sad and you know then the magic goes away and so that's why pisces is the spiritual sign if they have at least a spiritual philosophy right hakuna matata whatever you want to call it okay then they're <laughs> they got some good flower they're gonna be good because like right, that's what cannabis does cannabis is connected to pisces right because that's what it does right it brings the magic back yeah <laughs> i like it bringing the magic back i like it so there's so one sign cancer actually didn't have anybody who finished in the top 10 throughout these last 10 years and then we got we got the gemini because of josh allen he's the only one who's finished in the top 10 as a gemini andy dalton's the only scorpio finished there twice in the top 10 and then uh libra we got jared goff and then aries we got Derek carr so there hasn't been any repeats of these signs in the top 10 yeah that's that's interesting that's interesting so what what do you what do you make of that you know i think the nature of going through like the air signs are so changeable you know Mm -hmm. and I, i i think part of and i'm just flowing here part of giving you insight at least from my perspective of from the the inside and i think so much of of a player performing i think the first thing is they have to earn the trust of the coach okay because a performance uh, uh, most of the time not all of the time but most of the time a huge a huge performance was was part of the game plan you know when we we come in on wednesday and the coach has a game plan they already have an idea of what weakness they want to attack or what they want to exploit so in their mind they have a, a feeling of what plays are going to pop they already yeah. have a feeling of who's going to have a big game they're not always right but enough of the time okay yeah and and so if a coach is looking is creating a game plan and they say wow you know we can really exploit this in the defense but then they look okay what player is what player is playing the position that's going to exploit that they have to trust that player to put in the effort and the time to build in the game plan to, to put essentially the victory on that person's shoulder. So, so a lot of the time it's like, yeah, what does the game plan say? But more often than not, it's who on this team can we trust? And we have to like create a game plan that allows us to make sure that they're getting a ball and putting us in a position to win. So the number one thing is about the player earning, earning the trust of the coach okay and you know um air signs okay again very changeable right sometimes especially gemini you know they joke is you don't know who you're gonna get i'm a gemini so you don't know who you're gonna get okay so if a coach doesn't have a strong relationship with the gemini quarterback the coach probably is going to be really hard for them to trust the Gemini because they don't know like it's the like the definition of trust is they don't Uh. know what they're going to get okay I'm a Gemini again. So, so, but the, the way you overcome that is you have to be a superstar. Okay. Where okay. they say, I don't know what I'm going to get, but I know it's going to be good. Okay. Right. Hey, I know jo- Josh Allen might've been that guy. Cause as a rookie, you know, I mean, I think three QBs were taken over him in the draft. He's drafted ninth, you know, he's done way better than all those guys now. As a rookie, second year, I mean, it was kind of like wishy-washy. And then it's in that third year where maybe it was getting all the coaches' trust or something, you know, because that's when he really unleashed it. It's it's part – it's definitely getting the coaches' trust, but it's also maturing. And and I think, you know, in the vein of this conversation, I think what's going to feel good to a Gemini is if I have a lot of weapons around me, okay? okay. And I have the ability to do a lot of different things, Okay. Because I did that, give Stephon Diggs that year. Yes. Yeah. And so just just 
giving him like more tools, more more variety. Okay, and the other thing is Gemini rules the arms, you know, and he's got a he's got a, a great a great arm. Again, yeah. yeah, the nature of Gemini though is that it's it's not always consistent, right? It's okay. it can do a lot of different things, you know, and and if I was a coach dealing with the Gemini quarterback, it's just make sure that we communicate, you know, that we communicate. So. Just when you walk in, I know which Josh is here today. You know, then I know how to speak to him. I know right which Josh is here this week, so we know how to game plan for that one. You know, it's- so we got we got two rookie QBs that are actually Gemini's: Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. So two of the top three guys. I mean, in in most people's, uh, it's crazy because Malik Willis. I mean, he was touted, you know, as. I mean, I thought that he was always kind of kind of be looked at like Lamar Jackson. You know, maybe be an early second round guy, a late first guy, but. So what do you think about them uh, j- just specifically? I mean, I know that's all we know about them is them being Gemini's, but what do you think about them uh, transferring to the NFL? Well, so speaking from from experience, um, and it's kind of a theme that's been coming up. It really is, especially at that position, it's really about the relationship with the, the coach and how they fit in the system. So generally speaking, without having a lot of information, if I have a Gemini quarterback coming in, I'm going to like when he first comes in, I'm going to try to give him as much information as possible to see what he can handle. I think the biggest thing for to the biggest mistake to make with the Gemini quarterback is to say you're young. We don't want to give you too much. So we're going to keep it conservative. Okay, that's going to not be mentally stimulating. It's not going to. But it's counterintuitive to think of throw everything at him. But for a Gemini, you want to throw everything at him and you see like what how he does with it. And he's going to feel appreciated because he's going to feel that his ability to, to look at things from different perspectives is going to be honored and it's going to help develop in that, in that direction. Yeah. And I mean, at least we know for both of these guys, they got good coaches, you know, yeah. can you pick it with Mike Tomlin and um, I'm spacing on Tennessee's uh, coach, but um, Vrabel, Mike Vrabel. Yeah. Yeah. I like Vrabel. I like he's Vrabel been solid. I mean, even they lost some of their biggest pieces um, last year and they didn't stray away from the game plan. Like that was the thing that was crazy because they're winning a lot of close games. And it's like it's those teams that win close games that could really make a, a good push. They, they didn't happen to make a good push this playoffs, but maybe with Henry healthy, they can. Yeah, that'll make a big difference. Yeah. All right. And Bogart made it. What up, bro? What's Hannon? Hey, Ricky, man. Uh, pleasure. I know you probably get this a lot. I've, I've smoked with you before, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that does, that's definitely not going to shake any or jog any type of memory, but so pleasure to meet you again. Bah, pleasure's mine. Pleasure's mine. Yeah. I'm a Sagittarius, so I'm very fiery. Yeah. And, uh, he's the Capricorn that kind of uh, makes sure we have a steady game plan. I would say the five, the, the, the Sagittarius, they're the risk takers, you know, yes. it's, it's the, the philosophers. Okay. Right. <laughs> the opinionated yeah. the opinionated ones we, we will talk about the paint on the wall for, for yeah. forever yeah. Uh, it was the broad strokes you could yeah. tell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> philosophical view on everything definitely yeah. recognizing patterns so you know it's funny is the sagittarius as they say in, in the book sagittarius is about is about football outdoor sports you know and i, and I read that in the book and i said outdoor sports what what does that mean then I remember when I was a kid and I was throwing the ball in the house, my mama would say, go outside. <laughs> <laughs> and so outdoor sports are the ones where you have to throw something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That is true. I mean, yeah. ping pong, you can play that indoors and you're technically swinging things. Yeah. You know I mean, 
Yes, exactly, exactly. Because you know, I, I think that like the the symbol for Sagittarius is the archer, the bow and arrow. And I imagine the first time that somebody picked up a bow and arrow and tried to shoot a target, that they missed. You know, by a lot. Yeah. yeah, and then and then they picked it up again and they kept trying to figure it out. And eventually, right, they have a philosophy. Okay, if I pull it back this far and I aim it at this angle, okay, mm-hmm. right, I have faith that it's gonna hit, it's gonna land where I want it to. Okay. Exactly. Yes. I like that. He broke that down. He broke me down in 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, Michael, it's like Michael Jordan said. Michael Jordan, his, he's not a Sagittarius son, but his moon is in Sagittarius. And he said, keep shooting. Keep shooting. Because you keep shooting, eventually you're going to figure it out. That's, that's, my, that's my advice to Sagittarius is just keep shooting. Eventually you're going to figure it out. There we go. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, have several, I have several children that will attest to that. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot the club up. <laughs> so one thing that I've been noticing, uh, just like you said, Ricky, it's all about getting these patterns. Mm-hmm. And like just just going off of 2021, uh, two of the, the bottom 10 QBs, we got Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray, born on the same day, August 7th, just a year apart, though, both from Texas. Interesting. And I've okay. been seeing a lot of that and a lot of guys having – like being very – being born close to each other and then having like some of their biggest games on like the same weekend or like a week apart or something like that. That's a lot of the trends that I've been getting that have been making me think like this is crazy and it's all lining up for a reason somehow. Oh, I think I need to get all the Zach Wilson, bro. Yeah. Okay. Same birthday as Brady. (laughs) (laughs) I like this. So, you know, what comes to, what comes to mind with that is, is we like the the chart of when someone is born. We call that a birth chart. That that's talking about an individual, their personality. But astrology can also tell us like when it's a season for somebody, you know. So yeah. like it, you know, and you'll see streaks like it could be a week, it could be a month, right? Where some some sign is really being accentuated. Yeah, you know, and so all the people in that sign are receiving the beneficial energies that are that are available to them. Watson and Mahomes were only born three days apart. Yeah. This is fascinating. This is another, like another angle that I'm going to have to like dig in and see the ones. So if you can help by organizing the, the patterns that you, that you're noticing of when the the birthdays or the signs are the same and the time periods are the same. Cause then I can look at those time periods and see like what, what's in common, uh, between what's going on currently at that time and what I noticed about what's in their chart. Yeah, because it's crazy. The three Virgos that are in, um, I mean, obviously their birthdays are close together, but Mahomes is the 17th, Watson's the 14th, Andrew Luck's the 12th. So they're all with like born in the same week, you know, more or less. And it's uh, it's a year for Luck, obviously. I think Burrow, uh, Russ... Rogers and Burrow, I think they're all in the same week too. It's like Russ is like November 29th, and then like I think December 2nd or 3rd is Rogers, and then the fourth is uh Burrow. Uh Burrow's the 10th. The yeah. 10th? Okay, so I, I was a little off there. Yeah. I was like, One, I I missed I missed the mark. You know, it's my first time shooting. Hey, no, this hey, see, there you go. I see, I love <laughs> see what I did there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's clever. <laughs> But that's a lot of that's a lot of what I've been noticing. So the QBs is the only ones where I've gotten through every single one of them. Their big game for the season, and then their big game for their career. Yeah. 
Okay, so yeah, so I'm gonna go back through that and and look at the dates a little bit more closely. But this is great. Whatever patterns you recognize, like that, that's where that's where I want to keep pursuing. And, and I also want to find some patterns of failure too. Like we're like, okay, what went wrong, right? Like, so I could try to avoid those things, use it to my fantasy advantage. So <laughs> is there is there um, a common pattern of like? a certain pattern that happens when you're disappointed like is there like a like someone like a term where you guys will just share with each other that means something really bad happens? they're all tilt but i mean bust is the big i mean bust is going to be okay one bust. oh yeah there you go they're around, around for sure and is that for like a game or a season or it's most usually just for, most of the time it's for a season i'd say and it's usually according to like uh, what would they, they would call ADP average draft position, right? So, like, where did you draft the guy in the draft? Because normally the top three rounds, you know, consist of guys that finish, you know, in or around the top 24 at the position. You know what I mean? Okay. So then I'm thinking like, um, like the top five or the top 10 busts of the for the past several years. Okay. There and you then go. we can find, then I think that's enough to find a pattern to see if we can see that there's a, a telltale sign when yeah. someone has a higher probability of being a bust. Yeah, because, you know, like, whenever people try to make a case against Derrick Henry for, for the last, like, four years, right, it would always be like, well, you know, you know, look at the, the history of people that carried the ball X amount of times. The following year, they fell off. Or, you know what I mean? Like, he just kept doing it, you know what I mean, until he literally got injured. Yeah, so yeah. there's always, like, a you know, an exception to the rule, right? But yeah. So, so I want to, is because the opposite of a bust, right? Could, is that an easy thing to, to track? Yeah. Like, um, like th those are usually like the, um, the dart throws that hit, you know, the guys that you, you take a shot on late and, you know, that you're really big on and then they produce and crack into that top 24. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's probably what it is. The guys who are finishing ranking like 13 to 24, the guys who are the, the RB twos or the wide receiver twos is what we call them. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. up, sir? Bongs a lot. Thanks for joining in, bro. All right. Yeah. So this is, uh, this has all been crazy. I've only, I mean, there's a lot of data going on, so I've made it through all the signs and all the top tens for every single position. And yeah, uh, yeah it's kind of crazy. And Leo's across the board. There's more Leo's. In uh, in the top, what's 10. Tony Gonzalez? Uh, Tony Gonzalez is. So I, I might have missed the te portion. I, I I was on from from the beginning watching, but I really did quarterbacks today. Oh yeah. okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's a series. Yes. Yep. So we're gonna be doing the other positions. Okay. Uh, when... we, yeah. Don't spoil it, uh, any Tony. <laughs> yeah. So so I'm curious, like as you, because this is kind of all new to you, Alex. You know the whole astrology stuff. So as you're yeah. like going through this, like what, like what, what is your experience like? Well, it's kind of blowing my mind. You know, really, a lot of it just because. I mean, the Leos, for example. I mean, you got Tom Brady, and then there's a bunch of other guys, you know? So, I mean, the Leos are really there because of Tom Brady. You know, yeah. he's the real dominant one. And then you got the Sagittariuses, and it's like Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, and then a handful of others. But then you start getting down, and um, you, I'm seeing there's a lot of Capricorns. So, I, I really like that. Not really sure why, you know, they're there. But, well, I mean, you broke it down to Earth. Capricorns, Capricorns are hard workers, you know? Capricorns yeah, are hard I mean, workers. 
Hustlers is a Capricorn through and through for sure. Yeah. You know I mean? Always grinding. Yeah. Always, always grinding. Yeah. But the thing, the thing that worries me about Capricorns, um, they're tough, but sometimes Capricorn can be like too tough. You know, it can be too tough. And well, here's the cap- here's the Capricorns that are on this list who fit the top ten in the last ten years. So we got Jacks uh, Lamar Jackson twice, Winston once, Breeze. He's bringing up the uh, the Capricorns there because he was on it seven times out of ten. Carson Palmer, Eli Manning, Joe Flacco, Carson Wentz. But we got a bunch of Super Bowl you know champions there too. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Because yeah. you know, so you know, Capricorns are, are achievers. You know, the the goat climbs at the top of climbs at the top of the mountain. Okay, but also Capricorn also is is very tied to usually a fall. You know, it's like climb to the mountain and then you have a fall and then you have a choice. Do you quit? Uh, or do you, that's do you my life in a nutshell. Oh no, but you know the 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 potential the potential for a Capricorn either they get worn out or they get better with age. You know, either they're worn out or they get better with age. So Capricorns right over time, watch out because they're going they're moving in one direction or the other. Yeah, and it's I mean the guy I mean Eli and Joe Flacco, it was more you know, I'd say after the first part of their career, I mean, same with Carson Palmer, you know, already a couple years in. Lamar Jackson's really the only one who's like right out of the gate, you know, just killing it right off the bat. And he's had a couple off years now, but uh, curious to see if he if he does bounce back. I would say yeah. off year. I would say they're like off years based on a comparison to his MVP year because he he, right. he was still been like you know what I mean. He's still been legit. It was just that that was just awesome. But that, so, but my, my sense, and, and let me know because you know you know more than me. But a lot of times, Capricorn, when you get to the top of the mountain, right, is really hard. It's really hard to forget what it feels like. So almost it'll feel like nothing is good enough unless you're getting back to the to the top of the mountain. Definitely, yeah. Hit the nail on the head right there. That's for sure. And yeah, high highs and low lows. And I mean, Lamar Jackson, I mean, that's kind of been his uh, career in a nutshell. I mean, last in 2020, I mean, he did finish as a top 10, but he was injured, you know, a bunch in the COVID and all that. Last year, I mean, to no real fault of his own. I mean, shit, everybody on the damn team getting injured. You know, I mean, you can't really help that. Um, But I'm curious to see because the Ravens, they've always been super solid. And I like how everything is really is built around Lamar Jackson, everything he's doing. Yeah, things are things are harder. It's not a negative thing because you know we can talk about the positive qualities of things being harder, right? Like I said, for Capricorns, they're either like getting worn out or they're getting better with age. So when you have to face a lot of difficulties in life, if you surmount those difficulties, you get wiser and you get better with age. But if the difficulties like are too much and they weigh you down, then you just become exhausted. Definitely. And so I think the biggest thing, the the biggest issue I I say with the Capricorn quarterback, especially uh, in, in Baltimore, and interesting that Flacco and then and then Lamar. But in, interesting about about a, a Capricorn is just to make sure you don't overwork them, because a Capricorn is not going to say I can't do it or don't give me more work. Wow, you that's know? Lamar Jackson in a nutshell. Yeah, because he definitely looks overworked a lot of games yeah. out there where he's yeah. literally got to do everything or they're not even going to be in the game. Hey, do you remember they had the longest streak? of games where like just total hundred yard rushing games as a team. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it, it, this was, I think it was week three against the, uh, 
against the Chiefs last last season. So like they just need one more yard. They're already like they have the ball, you know that they, you know they're they're they just need to milk the clock. But he they make an emphasis to get to keep that record going. So he rushes for two yards, but he pushes a pile. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Like, right, that's that's Capricorn. The word, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so you, you know, yeah. So the the idea, and hopefully it's coming across, is that when we're thinking of astrology, it it's not like it really describes people. Like we can say all Capricorns are going to be like this, but it creates. I'm trying to create a like an image. And when Capricorn is like the work, the worker, right? I they're just the machine, right? Like my my astrology teacher, and he helping me with with my app. He's a Capricorn, and this dude like. If we're having a conversation and we're talking about writing, we'll get off the phone and for like hours, he'll just bang out like 10 pages. And I'm like, damn, you know, he's just a workhorse. Like he gets an idea and he just has to like make it real, you know? And so <laughs> it's not describing a person, but it's describing like a, a, a way of being. And you can like play with that idea. It's again, you, you know, and it's funny, there's no like not cancers, right? Cancers. <laughs> I, I have a lot of cancer in my chart. Cancers are, are sensitive, you know? And so it's like, it, it would be difficult. And again, I'm speaking from experience. It's like cancers are moody. And so as everything is going great, okay, the cancer is going to show up, right? But as soon as, you know, you fumble or throw interception, or something goes wrong, the nature of cancer is cancer not only feels bad for itself, but it's so sensitive, it feels how it let everyone else down. You know? you made, oh man you made me just think of a crazy story involving my brother who's a cancer yeah. so my uncle he has this nectar collector and um he's showing us all you know we're taking some dabs out of it my brother comes over he's 10 years younger than me i mean he's already like in his 20s at this point he grabs the nectar collector my uncle's so excited to show him and he grabs the one part where like the bottom half just falls out and like completely shatters and like you just giving that story reminded me of that story. He was so disappointed in himself, but probably that he let everybody else down too. He was completely like just pissed off. Yes. Don't fucking talk to me. Like he yes. was just completely. Exactly. exactly. So it's, it's, I mean, other positions can do that, but a quarterback has to be like so present on a consistent basis. I'm not saying it's not possible because there's more stuff going on in a chart, but the nature of, of cancer, it's more of this like, caretaking nurturing kind of vibe you know so other positions not a good trait for a qb to have exactly it's not it's not a good trait because they have to make decisions and you got to like be focused and so is that a coincidence there's literally zero you know can't um qbs uh cancer signs who were finished in the top 10 in the last 10 years yeah i think it's interesting i mean the 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 data doesn't lie okay the data doesn't lie (laughs) I mean, they might have threw the ball away instead of like go for it all. Like, you know, like, no, I was thinking of the team. <laughs> but then it's funny because, right, everyone is not supposed to be a quarterback. You know, right. everyone is not supposed to be a quarterback. Right? Yeah. You, you I'll, I'll tell you the position that the Cancers are supposed to play is linebackers. Like, that's where they've had the most, uh, they were the top of the charts with the linebackers and guys like Bobby Wagner. So you know, funny. I was going to say, I was, when I was going to say Cancer, I was the, I was going to say linebacker. I should have said it. I was going to say linebacker because like, they're taking care of, right? Making sure everyone's in the right place, right? Making sure, taking care of everything. And, uh, and D line also, that's another one where cancer's uh, top the chart. Uh, Cam Jordan, one of the big ones, you know, there, Joey Bosa and uh, the other Josh Allen, the, the Jaguars, mm-hmm. Josh Allen, Sam Hubbard, a couple yeah. other ones. You know, one, one quality wow. of cancer that, um, that I, 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 
I connect to is that cancers are tenacious. You know, it's like, it, you know, I was talking about emotional, you know how sometimes when you're in a mood and you can't shake it, you mm-hmm. got like, you got to do something until you can shake it. That's the kind of tenacity that, that is connected to, to cancer. Okay. And so like a cancer person, if they feel something, they're going to keep working on it and working on it and working on it until like, right, they work it out. And that's a positive feeling or a negative feeling. That's why I say moods. Okay. Cancers are great with like being in the moment, right? The flow of the moment and the mood and like D lineman, right? You know, you'll, it's like they get in the mood and like they'll play really hard for a couple plays. Okay. Right. And then they'll take a couple plays off. All right. So I would expect cancer athletes, especially, right, to play with a lot of emotion, play with a lot of emotion. Yeah, and that's crazy. Just like you said, working on something, working on something. I bet the D linemen are the ones who work on so much stuff without like moving, having to move their feet too much. A lot of them just working on the stuff with their hands. And uh, crazy though, the IDP guys, the 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 defensive guys in the fantasy world, we call them IDP, individual defensive players, because most of the fantasy world doesn't care about the individual players um, themselves on defense. but we're, we're bringing it to the forefront a little bit more. This is cool how you're recognizing these patterns. I mean, I can't wait. I got to run, but I can't wait till next time as we go deeper. Um, yeah. Next time, maybe we'll get into some running backs and some wide receivers, and you can give us all the insight. Hell on yeah. The yeah yeah hopefully this was fun i mean i know we're just kind of vibing but this is i'm really enjoying this and that's what we want this to be you know a big smoke session and uh, a lot of fantasy insight because uh that we're gonna get a lot of stuff from this that literally nobody is doing no one's ever i mean at least to the uh, my knowledge no one's ever used any of this kind of information to give any kind of strategy as far as like mixing it into fantasy football so yeah this is cutting edge yeah it'll be fun to experiment and see all the stuff we come up with so I'm, i'm looking forward to it Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, appreciate you, Ricky, uh, for coming on with us. And um, yeah, I can't wait until the next one. Yeah. Hell yeah. You guys take it easy. All right. See you later. Peace. All right. Hell yeah. Let's smoke a little bit more. And uh, yeah, I'm about to roll some. It's funny because, like, you know, me and True Bogart fashion, like, I always want, I just want to be like, yo, hey, what was Master P like? (laughs) (laughs) We'll get, we'll we'll get to those kind of things. Master P's my hero. No, it's uh, I mean, the coolest thing about this project is that, uh, well, I mean, for one, like Ricky Williams thinks it's fucking cool, you know, because like he's he doesn't know anything about fantasy football other than what it is. You know, um, when he's breaking this shit down, it's exactly like factual. It's crazy. It's crazy. And Hess said that was fire. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah, bro. Fucking awesome. Like we we just have these conversations like we you've been workshopping this for a minute and like like we'll be on the phone for like hours. He's just saying that right. His Capricorn, his his dude that with his his Capricorn homie. You know what I mean? They'll just be on for like hours. You know what I mean? Because that was me and you, and we were just going through the going through the different positions. You know what I mean? Pause. Yeah. For <laughs> <laughs> all the different the last ten years, uh, each position and the top ten finishes, and you know what I mean? It was just like that shit was that shit was a trip. Like you yeah. know, like Kirk Cousins, he's a Leo, and the way he like first of all, the way he described all the positive things about a Leo, right? Well, well, yeah, thanks for joining in, bro. You the man. Yep. But you know all the positive uh, qualities. For a goddamn Leo QB, right? A hell of a hell of makes sense when you think about Tom Brady and all that shit. Then yeah. all the negative ones is hella funny. Like, you know, like um, 
uh, and what was the one he said? Oh, like, you know, it's, it, it's, uh, it's, it's fiery, you know what I mean? Streaky. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. And that's hella Kirk Cousins. You know what I mean? Hell like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like Kyler Murray. I mean, shit. I mean, Kyler Murray's been dope. As much as everybody hates on Kyler Murray, he's been a top 10 QB every fucking year he's been in the league. Like, yeah, whatever's man. wrong with the yeah. Cardinals is not his fucking fault. <laughs> the, the thing is, is just that, like, see, you, you know me this time last year. I had him as 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 uh, in a lot of instances he was my number one QB. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Sure. Slowly but surely, like once we got like towards the summer, I was just like, I am, you know, things I was actually doing in leagues in 21 leagues, like got to a point where like I'm taking Allen over, yeah, over Murray because it was yeah. just like but he wasn't yeah. even. I mean, okay, like Murray was so amazing. Remember the first couple of weeks? Was he pacing for like 70 touchdowns? Oh, it was insane. It was insane. <laughs> Before James Conner, you know, it him. was just gonna be streaky as a motherfucker, and it's like, and he has a pattern of this. And, and yes, we could say a lot of it has to do with he gets hurt, but that means then it goes to coaching style. Like, okay, to preserve him, we need to do other things. And they tried that with like James Conner. Like all of a sudden, James Conner was hella eaten. But you know, what I'm saying like when they what we want fantasies him to go to go nutty. You know what I mean? Same thing with Lamar Jackson. Like what what up, Anthony said is Ricky in any of the fantasy football leagues? Not as of yet. I am gonna try, you know, to get him into uh get him into a league and maybe he can get a co-manager, you know, or something. But yeah, shit is uh, it's really nuts how all this how all this breaks down. You know, how much is this gonna translate into the way I draft? I bet some of it is going to maybe not so much at the QB position, because like I mean, QBs are just kind of easy to draft you know as far as like we go because we're already like we already know all these qbs so even for super flex we're already on it but maybe that qb3 the qb4 you know maybe that's where these guys uh where this kind of stuff comes into play i've already been i've already been playing fantasy with all this yeah yeah, I mean, when you first when you first started uh, 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 rocking with me, you knew that was already the hype I'm on. Like, I judge a lot of the shit. Like, Based on birthday. Fact, yeah, yeah. The first time I even one of the first conversations I had, like, you know what? Man, when was your birthday? And then, boom, my son has the same birthday as you, and it didn't surprise me. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> universe just always brings me around, like these like the, uh, these specific pockets groups. Like, well, when I, Ricky I, did, so when Ricky did the. Uh, like it did the chart reading for me. So there's eight different houses and that's someone that nobody really realizes. So you, you have, you, you could have a combination of eight different signs that are linked with you. And it's like the big ones for me are Sagittarius, uh, Capricorn and Aquarius. And those are the ones who, and, uh, and Scorpio, those four. Mm -hmm. And those are the ones who like literally surround me like everywhere in my life. Right. It's crazy. And it's nuts how everything that he was saying about the um, the cancer sign, how that is, how it's got traits that you know that that shouldn't be in the QB. That's crazy. So I'm never I'm never gonna draft a cancer QB. You know, like if they're a cancer sign, I'm just not messing with them. Okay. That could be one thing that everyone takes away from this. So look at this. It was a motherfucking. Um, it was what 20, 2015. I just waited on. I was all about waiting on QB and just trying to hit on the late late round dudes, take flyers on. You know what I mean? And I had a lot of Carson Palmer that year because, like, just he was coming off the ACL, so motherfuckers was worried and shit. But like, 
I had I also had this theory that like when back then when they're coming off ACL, they juice to the gills, bro. You yeah. know what I mean? And they play out of their mind. And yeah. he did. But then you know, the emergence of David Johnson, like later on when the weather got cold, and then couple that with him just like declining as fuck because he had and then did then he sprains the finger and then it's like then he's just really handing it off and it was like so like starting him in my super bowl that year i remember losing and just being high he put up like 14 points or something and he was putting up like 30 burgers you know what i mean yeah and in the old style too what, what year know, was that 2015 uh, that was his big year right yeah, the 2015. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah, Carson Palmer. Hey, uh, but he, he, fell, he got to the mountain, bro. The mountain top NFC championship. But he, he he was running to the buzzsaw that was camp, the MVP cam. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, Carson Palmer, born Palmer. January 2nd, 1979. Drew Brees, born January 15th, 1979. Pretty crazy. Um, Eli Manning, January 3rd. Joe Joe Flacco, January 16th. Eli Manning's like, fuck you, I got two of them (laughs) hoes. Lamar Jackson's January 7th, and then Carson Wentz is December 30th. Oh, and Jameis Winston, um, January 6th. Hey, I ain't gonna lie, I love betting on Jameis, because Jameis is, and his dumb ass will get one. What up, John? That fins up. Yeah, fins are gonna be dope this year. Yeah, and then if they, if they ain't, they're gonna get Brady or somebody. They're gonna make a drastic move next year. <laughs> they're, they're, they're gonna be like, all right, peace out to it. Two of you. Two, that's what's dope is because this year you get two in a new system. And what's Tua's birthday? Uh, don't tell me he's a cancer. <laughs> Hold on. He cares too much. <laughs> but the wrong uh, he's a Pisces. Okay, yeah. So like there, there, there'd be two birth. What was so it? the so the two Pisces who have made the top ten over the last ten years are Herbert and Big Ben. But that's crazy though that Herbert. Um, so Herbert's birthday is uh, is March tenth, nineteen ninety eight. Uh-huh. Let's see what two is is. March 2nd, 1998. Right, right. That's crazy. So born in uh um born within eight days of each other. There's something for a crutch in this motherfucker. Crazy. Born eight days, you said? Yeah, yeah. Both of them in 98. Two is March 2nd, and uh Herbert's uh March 10th. Interesting. And Ron said what's interesting is cancer and Leo is back to back. Uh, so the worst and the best are next to each other. I know. Really crazy. <laughs> you know, when he was describing, uh, when he was breaking down the cancers too, man, that's exactly like how these motherfuckers be. My my daughter's one, Matt Dre. It's, he has the same birthday as Matt Dre. <laughs> Mac oh, Jones, yeah. um, Hess is a Virgo. Tell so you, uh, that's the, uh, you know, the you Patrick Mahomes, the Watsons, Andrew Luck. Let's see when's Mac Jones. What's when's Mac Jones's birthday? He's a daddy Mac. He he, he came in with a dad body. No no kids, but he got the dad body. He's like, let's go. So his is September fifth, September fifth, nineteen ninety eight, and then uh, Mahomes and Watson are the seventeenth and the fourteenth, but both ninety five. Crazy. So Mac Jones is only three years younger than uh, than Mahomes and Watson, but it seemed like Mahomes has been playing forever. 
I might be Mac Jones' dad. <laughs> Mac Jones was, was he a fifth year senior, dude? Was that was he a fifth year senior? Uh, what is he? Twenty five. How old is he? He might. I mean, I mean, he's turning. Yeah, he's gonna turn twenty four this year. So nah, he yeah, nah, he won. Nah. I was gonna say I think that was his. He only started with the two years, mm -hmm. three. Yeah, so he was there four. He was there four years. Yeah, but, but I'm talking about like starting. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Didn't he only start the last, uh junior and senior year? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Hess said Trey Lance is a Taurus. So let's see. Who else are the Tauruses? That's the Matt Ryans, Newton, Alex Smith, mm -hmm. uh, Blake Bortles is of the world. So that's, that's what I get about the Taurus. The that system works, has the system has to be perfect or they're fucked. Hey, shout out to my man, wise man. If you know what I'm saying, shout, shout out to him, all my Taurus out there. It's his birthday today. I actually, I actually hit him earlier. Nice. So there yeah. we go. But Trey Lance, he does play with the 49ers. You know, Shanahan, Shanahan and Matt Ryan. You know, I mean, there <laughs> that's one of the combos right there. When's Trey Lance's birthday? Uh, he just said he was a Taurus. Let me go see what his actual okay. birthday is. Cause then we're gonna celebrate that thing. It's a holiday right around here. We gotta speak, we gotta champion him. May 9th. Get us one. May 9th. May 9th. All right, it passed. Happy belated. <laughs> and let's Don't see Chris. <laughs> Cam Newton's May 11th Alex Smith is May 7th Matt hey, you know hey, it's so crazy because the structure shit with Alex Smith is so legit because like look at he went through hella different coordinators ain't none of them fit plus he had a bad line he was on his ass you know what I mean and then eventually by the time he gets to Andy Reid he's been through so many systems and he's just he, his QB IQs through the roof they, and he got with a Q, uh, with, with like you know a fucking QB whisperer and just like brought him back to life i remember him saying when when Andy when they traded from i remember Andy Reid goes yeah i want to bring back some Utah Alex Smith and then wow. like he when really had him running out, he had him running out there yeah Look! Look at! Look! Look at that! Look, do I have that right? Look at Alex Smith's uh, rushing stats that year. I swear he had like five hundred. What? What year was that? I think twenty thirteen. Let's see. It might be the twenty twelve. Nope, thirteen. Let's see. I swear. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was twenty thirteen where he had four thirty. Okay. And then yeah. in twenty fifteen, he had four ninety eight. Damn, they had a run in the days. I'm gonna bring Utah, and he wasn't playing. Even in 2017, he was still running a lot because he had 350. Wow. Hey, Alex Smith, that was the year to have him in fantasy. Oh yeah, yeah, the year right yeah. before Patrick Mahomes. Need, Hell yeah. You need the structure. Yeah, it's crazy, and he had the structure, and that was the year that he uh, that he did good. And yeah. Ron said Nick Foles is a Taurus. No, he's in uh, he's an Aquarius. He's uh, January 20th. Yeah, he got him one. Yeah. Yeah, the Aquarius is. It's Nick Foles, RG3, and Stafford. Those are the ones. Yeah, that's right. Stafford. And when he broke down Stafford earlier, that was that, that was legit too. Yeah. He's crazy. talking about the LA shit. You know what I mean? Like, hey, LA guy, hella weirdos. Like basically motherfuckers that can be themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know what's crazy? He had his wife is like a Hollywood like Barbie doll type. You know what I mean? And shout out to her. She's like a cancer survivor, right? But like my point being is like she was just like I bet like being in Detroit gave her might have gave her cancer, but she was just like, "Why am I here?" Damn it! And you know what I mean? And this this dude was just like, "Fuck, I have the ball." You know, he was just just doing him doing Stafford things. He is yeah. kind of unique to it. He is unique to it. Where like you know what I mean? Like 
I ain't never seen nobody jump back in there with a dislocated arm or shoulder on his throwing arm and then fucking throw the touchdown. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dang it. And uh and throw a fucking no looker in the Super Bowl for the win. And has said Jameis is a Libra. No, Jameis is uh he's a Capricorn. He's a Capricorn. Yeah, he's Jan he's January 6th. And uh um he said Alave focus on others, Alave is gonna eat. I mean, yeah, I'm sure we could figure out what what trait inside the Capricorn is going to make Winston uh, throw to Alave a lot because that should be happening. You know what he said a lot too about see like you know I'm I'm it makes me um want to look into coaches too. Like I know I always like rocked with with uh, Shanahan because he's a Sag. You know what I mean? Like I wanted him to come to the Niners when he was like the hot. Uh, a name floating around and then we can and i was like yeah but then it's also like being in sagittarius when he makes these epic mistakes because you know we'll 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 go for it all you know what yeah. i mean like we will swing and miss you know what i mean but like we because there's so many times we we will knock it out right out the park you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure all of this could be translated you know yeah. one way or another you know like yes yeah, I think Hess said it earlier. He's like, let's get some birthdays and some GMs going. <laughs> right. Hey, you know what, though? Like, yeah, because whatever Les Need is, that guy's a gambler. He's like, let's do it. <laughs> That's the guy that you can, like, call him, like, like fucking, you know, like on a Tuesday morning, like, hey, what are you doing? Sleeping. Let's go to Vegas. <laughs> hey, Les Need gets down, bro. Yeah, I love it. Oh. Jim Irsay too. That's the, the, that's an owner that like legit got caught with chow mein and and uh, perks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's nice to be the owner because obviously nothing happens to him. Yeah, I mean this was before all that shit too. Before they started canceling motherfuckers. Because remember, didn't they remove the uh, buddy from the uh, the Clippers? The owner. Oh yeah. yeah well, yeah. I mean, there was more ties to racism yeah. with him than anything. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah that is true. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's right. That's that's what happened to him. Yeah, I forget, right. I forget what it was. It was her taking a picture with, like, Magic Johnson. He knows what it was. And he, he said, like, I'll let like you take a, take a picture with black fellas like that. It was something, yeah. it was something to that extent, you know, but uh, that was the PG version of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what a fucking dumbass. <laughs> and, oh, he has to sell the team, and he gets $2 billion for selling the team. Like, man. <sighs> one day, one day we will be at the top like, of that. I feel like it was a ruse. Oh, the, like, no. <laughs> nah, because they probably would have got. They probably yeah. would have got. Well, maybe not. Who knows? I mean, two billion bees he get for that. What? I wonder how many bees he got, and he probably still like two. owns like a piece of it. Two, two billion. But that was like, I mean, that was years ago. At this point, who knows what the Clippers are actually worth uh, now? Yeah, I'm about to get two one more. Spark up one more of these joints before we get out of here. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad that Ricky really likes these conversations, too, because that's what's going to keep him on the once a month, you know, type thing, because uh, this is just different. He's never, like you said, he's never dove into any of this um, as far as, like, charting it and having data on it. You know, like, one-on-one, -on -one, he knows a bunch about a bunch of athletes. But, yeah, this is taking it to a different level. So I'm excited. 
What'd you guys like about it? Everyone who's still watching, I see we got a couple dozen people still watching uh, on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and Twitch. What'd you guys like most about it? Hey, I got a shake too. All right. I just, I, yeah, I got to go shake with the kids one time. Well, All yeah, right. appreciate you, brother. I'll tap in with you in a sec. Sounds good. Peace. Right, peace. Smoke this last joint. See if there's any comments in there before we get out of here. Sparked up a fatty. Didn't think this one was about to be so fat. And uh, Ron said, just saying, Ricky likes uh, the old school pure strains. And, uh, and he's cool as fuck. Not boring at all. Hell yeah. And he said, just saying. He said, but he paid uh, 700 mil or something like that. What do you mean? Oh, do you mean throughout his whole career or something? Uh, just that it's different. Yeah. Hell yeah. Something different. So we covered the QBs in this episode. And then uh, I'm going to get to some wide receivers and some uh, wide receivers and some running backs. But um, one thing that I can tell you, as far as the running backs go, the Sages, they're on top. And then we got the Tauruses, the Leos, the Aquariuses, and the Cancers, and the Capricorns. Those are all with 10% or more. Oh, Ron's. Okay, now I know what you're talking about. Okay, sorry. Hi. So uh, Donald Sterling paid 700 mil. He probably paid less than that because he had them long back. Like he's the one who moved them from fucking San Diego to, uh, to LA. So I, I bet he paid way less than uh, than 700 mil for them. He's on the team for fucking ever. Damn, dude, the cherry fucking fell out. Yeah, and then said not not that he sold for two bill. He did sell for two bill, yeah. Yeah, so, and, and then it was, uh, um, you know, it was the ownership or whatever. The uh, um, It wasn't a single person. It was like one of those, like, ownership entities or whatever. <laughs> and Ron said whenever you guys shorted it to SAG uh, Reminds me of Vag <laughs> You're a savage So I'm gonna um, I think what uh, one thing that I'm gonna do I wanna make a big ebook Around this Not even a big ebook Like a real real small one um, But just a bunch of uh, just so we know who's what sign, you know, which signs uh, finished in the top 10 uh, over the last 10 years, like things like that. Um, yeah, that's one that's uh, so that's what I'm doing as far as like making it to where you guys will be able to uh, get this information as well. Put it in an ebook. And Ron said, I'm saying the punishment was making a fuck ton of money. That's what I said. That's what I said. Like, wow, what a fucking punishment, right? Making fucking two bill. <laughs> Being forced to sell the team for fucking two billion dollars. All right. So, yeah. Once a month with Ricky, it is uh, going to keep going down. Like oh you you showed uh, you showed him sold the team for a huge profit he learned his lesson I know and especially Donald Sterling was one of those guys who was like a slumlord and shit like this fucking bastard 
So, yeah, he definitely didn't learn anything. And appreciate you guys rocking with us. Uh, we had a ton of viewership. Um, for sure, the uh, the most popular uh, show of the month. Um, and, of course, because it's Ricky, he's the man. But thanks for everyone for uh, chiming in. Uh, thanks, David, for uh, leaving the super chat. Um, appreciate you guys. Uh, don't forget, there's uh, there's other ways that you can donate as well if you want to get extra entries into the Ricky Williams signed jersey giveaway. You can uh, join as a YouTube member. That'll get you some extra um, entries every single month um, into this one and every month after. You can sponsor the podcast. Uh, there's a link in the description um, where you can do that. And yeah, go to hustlerpod.com. Go leave a review. Really appreciate you guys. And um, yeah, we're out. I'll see you next video. Peace. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, wintertime, I'm on the grind. Yeah, I got the ring, I'm the champ, I'm the chibi of the lamp. This is the gift I was given, so I just live by my hustle. It don't make sense, but don't make a profit. So I hustle, ladies and homies. Make money, make money, money, money. I want to find a thing to save my life. So I hustle, hustle. It ain't over for me. No, it ain't over for me. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money! Show me the money! Okay, let's go smoke that joint.